0: What is up, you guys? My name is Dylan, and this is Godology. Today, we are joined by Caleb Hobson. Hello, what's good? (laughs) (laughs) This guy is a friend of Judah Ball, which I had in the very first episode of this podcast. Um, This guy is a huge, huge Christian. He's a huge believer. He was actually the first person I've ever heard speak in tongues. And so that that kind of like, me off a little bit of course but like it was really cool to actually hear that happen right in front of me and he's helping me through that he's kind of teaching me that topic of speaking in tongues um but yeah we're just gonna start asking him a bunch of questions first question i want to ask was how was your day
1: how was my day um well i've been quite busy today um so obviously i put god first <laughs> uh-huh. and i went straight to church and um well we did some reorganizing because uh we're putting in a new build um for the um kids center of the church and so we were just clearing out uh this little portal cabin we put them in and uh, we're just replacing that at the moment um we have a little skip down there so we just we got some sledgehammers and started breaking down the building but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good
0: thing <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to do that though. Like, I've always wanted to like go into a building and just start smashing stuff around like with a sledgehammer. I want to run yeah. through a wall one time just to see how it feels.
1: <laughs> It'll be painful, trust. <laughs> Have you done it before? I mean, I did it today. <laughs> I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't go through. I sort of hit it and then fell on the floor. I thought I could get through it with like the um the you know because we sledged it first, like put a couple of holes in it, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to run through it, you know? Oh my God. The strength of God. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was, it was painful. Um, but no, it was a good day. I enjoyed it. That's good. You know, but that's basically what I've done. I've just been winding down from work, I guess. Uh, Been doing a lot of hours. You Uh, you know, God, I just, every, every evening I go to bed, Uh, I go to bed quite late and I, I just, I just pray and I'm like, Lord, um, May I may the shift I have um, tomorrow go quick. And I pray for your supernatural. This is what I say. I pray for your supernatural, spiritual energy as I go through the shift, so that I have all the energy that I need, and I rebuke tiredness in my life. And honestly, I get through that shift like there's like nothing on me. I just get through it. And all the managers, they're like, "Why are you working so fast? You need to slow down." I'm like, "No, I want to get my job done." Wow. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I was only meant to be there for a month and. They kept me on for another month and I think they're going to keep me on uh, permanent now. Hopefully I'm praying. That's what I'm praying. Dude,
0: that's sick. That's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, (laughs) I'm a believer and I'd like to see, I'm, I'd like to say I'm a hardcore believer, but man, I haven't even tried that yet. I don't need to do that.
1: Nah, do it, man. Honestly, I totally recommend it, you know, because everything from God is just perfect. Yeah. It feels good. Even if it's like, you have to because a lot of the time when i when i do a lot of things you know uh so i used to not you know so when good things would happen to me i used to um i used to like not thank god because i know everything that's good in my life is from god now but back say a couple of years ago i'd be a bit like oh uh, you know i take it for granted a little bit and so when god gives me that spiritual energy to get through this sh- uh, shift and um you know how i get through that shift i always look back i'm like wow thank you jesus i actually got through that shift and it will be at the end of the shift when i'll do that and i'll be like thank you god praise you you know because god deserves our praise and everything uh-huh. but like back a couple of years ago i i probably wouldn't have realized that and so it's not it's not something that you realize immediately but when you get through the shift and you realize that you got through it well and you got through it quick you realize that god was on your side
0: I honestly have so much to learn from you just because I see the way you live and the way that you put God a part of your life so much. And it makes me feel like a chump just because I barely, I, I barely do it compared to you. You know, I, I'll spend time in Scripture and worship every morning and every night. And, um, you know, I'll pray before every meal. But you give glory with everything. And, you know, I'll always... All right, I'll always say, like, yeah. I want to, you know, I'm going to start, you know, praying before everything, pray before uh, pray before I start work, pray before I start my day, all that other stuff, and I'll always say it, but the only thing that I really have down is praying before I eat, and, you know, I just feel like I have a few habits to pick, pick up from you, and, you know, I just want to, like, I don't want to necessarily applaud you, but I do kind of want to applaud you just for allowing God to be such a huge part of your life. And I really honestly have so much to learn when it comes to that.
1: See, see in what you've just said, because you want to learn off me. I've learned of other people. Mm -hmm. My dad, for example, he's a pastor. I've learned of him. Um, But there's always going to be one person, one ultimate person in your life who you're going to learn of. Mm-hmm. And that is Jesus, obviously, mm-hmm. and so, um by saying that, you're already putting God first because you want to learn how to get closer to God. you want to learn how to put god um uh, above everything in your life, and so you, you, when you get paid, let's say for example do do you do your tithe? Yes, do you give you ten percent? yeah, you give you ten percent see that's that's like the first step in what you could do in putting God first in your life because money's a valuable thing like it says um a lot of people say money makes the world go round it's a true word you know jesus's ministry when he was on the earth was full of money and judas would take money and people wouldn't even realize you know it Mm was it was um it was very um uh i wouldn't say profitable but it was very um full of money you know it was blessed let's say it was blessed financially um, financially yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and so you know, by giving you 10%, you're putting God first. As long as you put your 10% in before you purchase anything, even if it's a chocolate bar or your fuel for the week or your bills to pay, I always make sure I put God first. And recently, you know, God has blessed me with this job. And, um, you know, so i have like, thank you, Jesus, I'm going to put more in. And, you know, that's, that's how I'm doing it at the moment. And by putting more in, God's going to bless me with more because that's what he promises in the Bible and mm-hmm. in his Word. So, um, yeah, no, yeah. And, you know, when, so when you, when, when you go to bed in the evening, just pray, Lord, I want to put you first. I, I want to I I put you first. And the first thing you will think of when you wake up the next morning is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful thing. You will feel the power when you think Jesus.
0: And oh, just rest
1: yeah. rest on the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I get you. But yeah, well, wow, awesome.
0: And that'll be like a good segue to just be like, all right, I'm waking up thinking about Jesus. All right, let's pray before, you know, let's pray before I start my day.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, just, it's always great to, you know, start your day with God. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to start your day right. Yeah. You're going wanna... to wake up on the right side. <laughs> uh-huh,
0: exactly. I want to ask yeah. you, though, like, you've come to know so much about God and you've come to develop such a huge relationship with God, just like such a huge presence in your life. I want to know, like, where did that all start? Like, I want to know your, basically, your testimony. I want to know your story.
1: Well, wait, it's, a, it's a powerful story. I mean, if I say say myself, you know, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really emotional about the presence and the love of Jesus mm-hmm. because it's touched my heart. You know, over the years, learning about God, learning about how he works, learning about his love for me, for you, for everybody, even the people who aren't Christians, he loves. You know what I mean? And just learning about that over the years has sort of developed my heart to soften, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of developed my spirit to be more caring. Well, my spirit was already caring. It's helping my spirit to become, uh, to, to take over my flesh, because obviously it says, i can't remember where it says it it says it. um you know the flesh wants what the spirit doesn't but the spirit wants what the flesh doesn't and mm-hmm. so um you know sort of living that for your life moral you know is is basically what i've done over the years and it's been quite recent where i've actually really wanted to get closer to god but i say it all started so i've always i've been in church since day one <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. i've been in church my whole life um and, you know, I grow up, I'm like, you know, four years old, I'm a Christian, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, you know, I'll go around like the church thinking I'll be righteous, you know, going around the church because I was the pastor's kid, you know. And um, growing up in church, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm the guy everyone, I think, I thought, <laughs> everybody, you know, looked to. And I, I, I sort of thought, you know, being a church drummer from the age of seven, let's jump there, you know, I, I would try and show off. You know what I mean? On the drums. And I was trying to make it about myself when actually there's a bigger picture to Mm -hmm. every story. And my story, I thought, you know, I want to be the best and I still want to be the best, but the only way I'm going to be the best is through Jesus. Mm -hmm. But, um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, sort of my first proper encounter with God was when I was eight years old. Wow. And I remember it one Thursday night, um, we would gather up as a church and uh, we would worship and my dad would do a preach or he'd get someone else to do a preach. And um, so this night was special because God was there. You know what I mean? I'm not saying God wasn't there, but he was there for me. You know what I mean? And he was real for me because I never really saw God as real before in my life. And so on that Thursday night, I don't know, you know, because it's hard to describe, but I'm there playing, a what song? I think it was How He Loves Us um, by mm-hmm. Jesus Culture. Yeah, it was that song.
0: That's a really and, good song.
1: Um, yeah, very good song. And I was singing it, you know, because I was sort of declaring it over my life. You know, oh, he loves me, how he loves me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because those simple words at the age of nine, I know what they mean. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it and it's quite hard to find a song for children to know what they mean. Uh, I realize that now. And so uh, the Bible talks about having childlike faith. So I had the faith that God was going to move in that moment. But I hadn't realized it. And in that moment, I just started, I f- had this overwhelming feeling in my stomach. Uh, I, I didn't feel sick, but I felt, whew, you know, fire in my stomach. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I just started crying. You know what I mean? And, on the drums and God was really moving. I was shaking. I was crying. I didn't know what to do. Uh, and so I came off the drums, you know, it didn't scare me. I loved it. So my <laughs> youth pastor, you know, she came up to me and she was like, Oh, you all right?" Like, you know, uh, she was like really happy for me. And she was just loving with me, caring with me and just mentoring me, let's say. And, um, and it really helped. And I got back on the drums and um, I carried on. And, yeah, I'm always going to remember that evening. And at the age of 17, let's say, you know, almost 10 years later, I remember the experience. And um, because that was the first significant moment in my life where God moved. And I wrote testimonies on that. And I was there, um, let's say, the next, yeah, I was there the next evening. So I wrote a testimony that night about what had happened because my youth pastor asked me to. And uh, the next evening, I was at a kick night. So this is for our uh, kids from five to 10 years old and I shared it in front of everybody and, you know, God was really moving, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was sort of where it all began for me. And ever since that moment, I would say, you know, ever since that moment, I've sort of known, I've sort of understood God in a deeper level, in a deeper way. And, you know, time after time after that, you know, say one of my most recent encounters with God, I could say, you know, because it's always good to be with God in your secret place and say was last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just dancing in the presence of Jesus mm-hmm. because I felt the fire of God. And um, but yeah, that was really powerful for me. Uh a lot of the time God just likes to touch me on the drums, you know. I mean, he touches me with his presence and it just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um that's sort of how it's grown for me. But one thing I love looking at the most is videos okay you know uh i love watching do you know benny Hinn?
0: uh no i don't think so
1: so i think he's like a healing evangelist i don't know where he's from but um have you heard of the church jesus church
0: i feel like i should have
1: yeah (laughs) but uh, yeah they run that church it's fine it's like i wouldn't say they're part of the beth a lot but like they're they're around the same spiritualized area mm-hmm. if you get me yeah and um but he he, he 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 back in the day um a long long time ago like say 80s 90s that time time you know going into like 2001 um he was um you know I, there were a lot of meetings where you would see people just sh- uh shaking in the presence he would just um put out his hand and you'd see like the whole congregation pretty much fall over and it's like a lot wow. of people like Kenneth Hagen, for example, you know. Yeah, it's, pro- it's powerful stuff. And so recently I've been looking at that. I've always seen it younger, but now God's sort of saying someone's speaking something that happened, let's say, 30 years ago, which is benefiting my life now. Because I aspire to move in the presence of God in that way and for God um, to use me in that way. That's what I pray, you know. That's what I make my life about It's just... Because I want to be used by God in a powerful way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I I just want to do everything for God. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just God will plant the seed. Mm-hmm. Okay? God will plant the seed in your life. And uh, you've you got to let it grow. You've got to give it the water. You've got to give it the sunlight. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. You've got to give it the nutrients it needs to grow. Because it's the seed in your life. It's like I was walking home yesterday from work and um well i was on my break actually let's say and uh i was just listening to a really powerful song uh really good song that i listened to when i was younger and declared over my life when i was younger but it's benefiting my life now which is the anthem by jesus culture Jake Hamilton uh sings it <laughs> a really good song um but um you know god was sort of laying something on my heart personal thing um and i was like wow you know wow like i was really getting pumped up and he told me to watch um, the recent video that my youth pastor posted it up. So I watched it and it tied into what God was saying on my break at work. And so I was walking home from work. There's <laughs> things that happen at work, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was walking home at work and, um, you know, uh, God sort of said to me, you know, I've given you the rod. I've told you where to fish. I've casted out the net. You've got to catch the fish. You've got to eat the fish.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like in my life, you know, i just got to chase after what God has given me. Because there's a calling on my life, a huge calling, only because God has planted the seed. but in order for you because God has planted the seed, there's a calling, God has given everybody a calling, but you've got to find out what your calling is. Mm-hmm. And when you will know when that calling when you know what your calling is, because you will have a passion for that, and you will see that you are well, I won't say educated, but you, you move in that way powerfully. Mm-hmm. It's like prophets they prophesy every Sunday, let's say. Uh, you know, healing evangelists, um, they pray for someone, they're healed, you know what I mean? But you've got to chase after it. you got to have that time, that quiet moment, that secret time with God, where it's just between you and Him. Mm-hmm. And that's where you will see most of your things develop. And that's sort of where it's developed in my life. But yeah, that's my testimony, pretty much.
0: <laughs> wow, that's wild. So yeah. did did you ever have a time when you just totally went out against God's will? Like you just... Yeah. totally didn't care about you know what god wanted for your life and you just rebelled viciously
1: i mean yeah i would say uh, i'm gonna go for two answers here, okay okay so, um, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for one the answer that you want and then i'll give you another answer which will sort of make sense but not make sense at the same time
0: sounds but, good ooh, i don't
1: eventually so yeah there is a moment where i've walked away and um I don't know i can't remember how old i was i think so i had just so i just hit high school let's say secondary school in my terms uh so i've just so i'm on the age of 13 now uh going 14 15 that type of age group um and i've just joined big school i'm with the big children i'm trying to fit in mm-hmm. and it was that it's those moments you know what i mean where you decide that's those moments they say is crucial. So, who you become later on in life, mm-hmm. and um, so in that in that time of secondary school, you know, big school, I um, you decide who you are, and uh, I I I'll admit, you know, I hung out with the bad people. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always I don't know if it's a god thing, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I've always been friends with the bad people, but I've always believed for my life that um, the reason why I've been put with the bad people is because I know how to get to the bad people. Mm-hmm. Not to get to them, but I understand them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I hung out with the bad people quite a lot and um I was meant to be influencing them and that's where God put me. But actually they were influencing me. And so I was doing all sorts, you know what I mean? I, uh-huh. I wasn't I wasn't the greatest best. Uh like I wasn't bad, but I was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was in Satan's back garden, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, almost into his house, that type of um doing anything wrong to other people. It was just um not very good for my spiritual self. Yeah. And so um my Christian self. And I was living two different lives, you know. I was a church boy at church and then I was a naughty boy at school. Uh-huh. And um and you know, spiritually, um it, it was bad. It, it was really bad uh, for my life and it took over my life. Mm-hmm. Um and so I remember one night uh you know, around June time, I think I was about 14 at this point, And I had, um I was just, you know, talking to a lot of people and just just chatting to my friends in general, because that's sort of the reason why I went to church. It wasn't with God. It was because, you know, I was trying to be cool. And um because there was a lot of older people in my youth group at the time and I was trying to fit in with them. So I was telling them all sorts and it wasn't really good because they didn't react in a good way. And so... I don't know. There's just one time there, there was a challenge and it was like with all the girls and they got to try and put makeup on a boy.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: they were like crowding around me trying to put makeup on me and I was getting so angry because I'm trying to keep the status of cool kid. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And they're, you know, wearing shabby clothing. Um, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to keep my status. I'm with my boys. And then these girls come running over me like, Kayla, Kayla, let me put makeup on you in the crowd. I'm trying to put makeup on oh me. And I run, I push them over. I run straight out of the church. I start crying. I get angry. Oh, no. Worst, you know, I'm like shouting, "What's no, oh scared on And, you know, that was sort of the spiritual bad things that were going on. And mm-hmm. my youth pastor, she came out and I was walking. I was angry like this. Uh, I was swearing <laughs> and uh, she came up to me she's what's going on like, you know what's going on let me talk to you and i was like no i don't want to talk to you you don't do anything for me and i was lashing out and i, I turned around and i was like i'm not sure if i believe him and uh, oh. she yeah, you know i was like i don't believe anymore. god is nothing for me it's this it's 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 bad for my life i hate it wow. know, i get on at school better when i'm not a christian you know uh, so that's what I was saying, and it went on for a week. I think <laughs> it went on for a week, yeah, yeah, yeah. This went on for a week. I mean, my dad wasn't happy. My mom wasn't happy. Not many people were happy. They cared obviously, but they weren't happy.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: were sort of talking to me and trying to spiritually mentor me in like different kind of ways. And they were trying to help me get back on track with God. And you know, they sort of were saying to me, you know, hey, you know, I'm really upset that I went through that time. But like, you know, i And I asked for forgiveness, and I know God's forgiven me. But, um, you know, they were sort of saying to me, like, oh, what about those encounters you've had with God? And what about those encounters your friends have had with God? You know, what about the encounters I have with God? And just one encounter can change your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. so when I look back on that encounter and that experience I've had with God, I've realized, what am I doing here? I'm in Satan's garden. (laughs) and so i mean it took me a couple of years left of big school to get out of that crowd but i think ever since then god's done something spiritually in my life and where my life was at school and i think something broke spiritually in the realm and um yeah i I got bullied (laughs) wow like that wasn't god ordained you know i fell out with my friends i was sort of coming away from them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I started sharing the gospel with them and they, they were too immature to handle it. Yeah. And so I was sort of friends, but not friends with them. And I was quite independent for a while, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but I think it's for the good because it contributes to where I am today. Because all of that, every bad experience in your life is building you up for who you are today. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make you stronger. God is always gonna give you a good side to your bad side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so so, you know, where I am today, I think I'm 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 all right in the presence. I think I'm you know, there's no such thing as a good Christian, but I think me and God are definitely closer than we've ever been before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: so that has sort of, you know, uh, contributed towards who I am today you mm-hmm. know if i had been that same person we would not be having this
0: yeah we we, we wouldn't be talking right now
1: we no we wouldn't uh oh i don't know what i I think i probably would be a drug dealer if i'm really honest wow you know I'd, i would be with the wrong people uh yeah i wouldn't be the good type of well i wouldn't say a drug dealer but you know <laughs> we get that far but um you know i wouldn't be a good person
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'll be definitely doing what satan wants mm-hmm. but, um you know i'm just grateful you know, and it's always good, you know, when I get asked questions like this, it's always good to look back on my life. I'm like, oh, you know, thank you, Jesus, for getting me out of that pit hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it is a pit hole, you know, you're going down, you're sinking sand. Yeah. When actually, you just want to leap high for Jesus.
0: I kind of, I kind of like understand what you meant by not being able to kind of relate to your friends, you know? Yeah. Because the thing is, you were in with a bad crowd. I wasn't really in a crowd. And so that was a struggle that I had myself because I would grow up all the time and, you know, I wasn't the kid that was really invited to any parties or, you know, people wouldn't want to hang out with me after school or anything like that. And so I went home and I was alone and I didn't even realize why that was until I started going to the church that I'm going to now. I was thinking about baptism and what I wanted to do is I wanted to wait to get baptized so that I would be able to get baptized with my dad. I realized that, you know, I should just go ahead and get baptized. You know, I shouldn't really hold myself back, even though it is family, it is my dad. I'm gonna go ahead and get baptized because it wasn't in I don't I think it wasn't in God's plan necessarily. Yeah. But right. um, you know, I was sitting down with the pastor and he was talking to me about it. And he basically said, I think it would be better for you to go ahead and get baptized. And out of nowhere, this guy just says, Listen, all your life you have been set apart, you have been different. For a reason and I'm just like yo come on because he didn't he didn't even know about that literally the like he doesn't know me that well he only knows that my parents are divorced and that I want my dad to get baptized with me and this guy straight out says listen God has set you apart for a reason and I'm just like oh my gosh and now that I think about it I was set apart so that I wouldn't be a part of those bad crowds Because imagine, imagine if I was with those bad, imagine if I was with those friends that go out and, uh, you know, had like the big birthday parties or whatever, they grew tight bonds, sure. But those tight bonds grow into chains, which will lead, which will lead into like addiction and, you know, bad habits, stuff like that. That's just kind of what leads into that. But I was set apart for a reason. And, you know, that was really brought to my attention via my pastor, which is Pastor Carlos. And so, yeah. you know, I just thought that was a, a really cool thing that I could, like, relate to you about, is that we have, we have like, the same issue, but, like, the opposite issue, you know? Yeah. And so... Well, that's
1: quite powerful because, you know, iron sharpens iron.
0: Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. So,
1: this call right now, you know, God's moving right now. I can tell you that right now. I feel the fire. When you said that, mm-hmm. you know, God was definitely moving then, and he is moving now. Oh, because, yeah. You know, a similar experience similar but different experiences to sharpen each other up and i don't believe this call is any coincidence i don't believe in coincidence because i believe everything that happens with god that people think is a coincidence is god ordained and god had planned that moment it's like Mm -hmm. when i see someone in the street i'm like i should pray for them that's not coincidence god is telling me to pray for Mm -hmm. them and when i lead someone to jesus for example no coincidence you know i remember one time i was i led (laughs) So my friend, he was a Satanist. That's what I'm going to say. Oh. And so it was hard, you know, crack the nail on the head. And I didn't do it. God did it. And he was in his bedroom one night watching TV. And um, <laughs> God just moved. And he felt Jesus upon him. He felt warm. He, he was shaking. And he, 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 was just, he was gone, you know, in the presence. And he called me the next day. He's like, Caleb, I really need to talk to you. And so I prayed with him. and I led him to Jesus. And as I was leading him to Jesus, um, above us, there was a light. And the light turned on. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, wow. I don't believe it. You know, that was God's plan. God is trying to show you the light because you've been living a dark light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I sort of said that to him. And, you know, we we hugged. We, we loved each other. We still do, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just, you know, it's those types of moments. And I believe, like, right now, this ain't coincidence. You know, God is definitely moving. And I think for the people who are going to be listening to this, you know, God is moving right now in your mm-hmm. life because iron sharpens iron, iron sharpens iron, you know, we're all sharpening each other up here. We're all in quarantine. Mm-hmm. We're all in the reboot process of what Jesus is doing in our lives. We're all finding out our callings. And I think, you know, listening to these, listening to podcasts and seeing God move in other life will build our faith. Mm-hmm. Will, you know, sharpen us. And so, yeah, uh, awesome
0: awesome man. yeah absolutely <laughs> i i believe uh you know like you were saying i i have a way of calling them i call them like spiritual appointments is what i imagine them being <laughs> That's um, it, Yeah, yeah the, my pastor will talk about it a lot too he'll say you thought you were just going to another church service today no you're here for a reason you're here for a spiritual appointment and god is telling you your life is about to change your life Amen. exactly and see,
1: see your, your pastor talking to you directly to you he sees a calling on your life i don't know if he said that i, I think you just said but you know he, he sees a calling on you knew you know you, you you do relate to your pastor quite a lot and in the previous conversations we have had you related to your pastor and um and it sounds like he's really invested in you and i'll take hold of that spiritually and see why why is he doing this for me you know i know he's trying to be pastoral but you know, because it's good to be confident in God. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be confident in the word by, you know, declaring your life. There is a calling on my life and I need to take it. Why is my pastor investing into me spiritually, emotionally, physically? He's investing into you, you know, in everything. And you need to, like, you know, take hold of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to receive it in the name of Jesus.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So on to my second one. So yeah. When I, walk away from God, when I sin, you know, you could see it as sin. You are walking away from God when you sin. Because when you sin, when you do sin, you're opening yourself up to attack from the enemy. You know what I mean? And so when you do sin, you're walking away from God because God has clearly stated in his word that he doesn't want you to sin. Otherwise, you know, if he did, it wouldn't be sin. If you know what I mean. If you get where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And so when 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 you when you do bad things, you're walking away from God. You're not doing what God wants. And so there has been a lot of times in my life when I have sinned. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, over the years I've learned that God is forgiving. I've learned the New Testament God, you know, Jesus. He's forgiving, he is loving, he died on the cross for my sins so that I could be in eternal life with him, you know, and um, you know I get he has forgiveness, but it's always good to try and not live in a life of sin because by sinning you're walking away from God. Yeah. And actually you need to be doing the things that God wants you to do. So whenever you, it's all temptation. So whenever you're, you I know, tempted to sin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just pray. You know what I mean? Like I like to speak in tongues. No. I like to get my Bible out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just there. With those moments with God, just sitting there and just, well, it's not with God, but when you're tempted by sin, you can have a moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you're in a battle. You know what I mean? Being tempted by something, your mind is in a battle. And we're all warriors in this battle. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do in that battle is a sort of um, look at it and, you know, Look at it from a different picture. For example, look at it from not my sin side, but my Christian Christ-like side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you need to see what would Jesus do in my situation when I'm being tempted by sin. And when you're doing that battle, shall I do it? Shall I? Shall I not? You know, just say Jesus. You know, because it's a spiritual battle as well. Yeah. And. The spirit of jezebel you know that's a, that's a big sin, yeah you know what I mean, and that's a big tempt, and I know a lot of people struggle sexually mm-hmm. in this day and age because it's really to, it's really easy to access, and so the spirit of Jezebel is upon you and it's trying to tempt you to sin when actually you need to contradict that, read about jezebel, read what it says in the Bible about jezebel and see see what God is trying to say in that moment because, you know, it's really powerful when you look at the word and you read the word, because when you read the word, the devil will flee.
0: Mm -hmm. You know
1: what I mean? You know, I like to pray because the devil likes to attack your heart. So I like to pray um, for the breastplate of righteousness, for example, to help me to be righteous because, you know, right, to be righteous, you need to obey God's commandments and to live in his word. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, to be aware of the the breastplate of righteousness my heart is protected, and I know God is in control. Moving on. If I wear the helmet of salvation, I, I know I am saved by God's grace and love, and the devil cannot access my mind. I have the sword of the spirit. You know what I mean? The spirit of God is alive in me, and I could strike with the sword of the spirit if he tries to attack me. Mm-hmm. I have the shield of faith. It's there to defend me, but I have the faith that is going to defend me in that current situation. i got the belt of truth, you know. It signifies that the truth and the word of God is strapped around you. On the feet, the gospel of peace. In this situation, I'm going to walk in peace. And so when you're Hmm. tempted by sin, you have the armor of God to block the fiery darts of the enemy.
0: Amen. Dang. <laughs> he oh, says it in Oh, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, man. I just went off on one now. Sweating a little bit. I feel the fire, you know. Man.
0: Oh my oh. gosh. Dude, you got <laughs> yeah. you're you're gonna be a speaker, right? Like you're you're gonna go speak to the nations and
1: so many years people have said that over my life. Dude. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't wanna be a preacher i don't want to be a pastor (laughs) you know what i mean hey you know god sort of gives you the callings that you don't want in life exactly what is mysterious exactly
0: (laughs) like all my life um i'm going to be going to this college in the fall named uh, Lenore ryan i'm going to be going there and all my life i was like no there's no way i'm going to that college it's too close it's too close sure enough i put in the deposit so there's no going back now
1: wow wow powerful man you know what I mean, yeah, the fact that you put in the deposit as well, you know shows you, know, you can afford to do it, and God's moving in that way,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, praise God, you know what I mean praise God when yeah. you're in college exactly, you know because you gotta think of the people who are not in college, yeah, so, yeah, thank you, Jesus,
0: God, you, you, know, always you always put things much. into perspective in like the best way, you always manage to do it, <laughs> it's ridiculous, I'm just like how how does this guy right. do like I like I said, like I was saying earlier, I have so much to learn from you,
1: you know. Jesus is the ultimate teacher.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the only reason why, you know, you think you need to learn from me is because I've had those times with Jesus on my own. And for those who are listening, you know, you may think you're having that time with Jesus, but you need to know where your seed is at. You need to know where to catch the fish. So by reading the word of God, by listening to some music, where you feel your heart's going to move, that's when you know you're going to have a real encounter with God. And that's where God will teach you anything and everything that yeah. you need to know for the time. He will only teach you what you need to know. And so when I have that time with God, when I'm in those secret, quiet places with God, little by little, step by step, he teaches me new things. And he shows me new ways. And so, you know, I've grown up in church. He feels a lot of that, you know, back to me and sort of where I live my life in that. But um, you know, it's all about that quiet place with God. Pray for childlike faith. You know, children they believe anything you tell them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know
1: what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, just oh that moment with God, you know, it's precious. God loves that moment. You know, he likes it when you go to church on Sunday. Well done for getting up at half ten or nine in the morning to get to church. You know, he likes that. But he, he loves it when you have that time with him. Because you're putting time aside from your daily schedule to have that time with God. That intimate, let me say, that intimate time with Jesus. Oh, I can't remember a book in the Bible. I think it's the Song of Songs. Well, it Just talks about the love of God. Oh
0: yeah, that's a that's a hot it, it and steamy book.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It talks sexually, but like, and this lady prophesied over the church once. It sounds bad, but she says you need to get to bed with Jesus.
0: I mean, and this
1: this, this wasn't planned. You know, it happened in that evening, and I believe that week week after that, I got to bed with Jesus. And it sounds bad, but spiritually, it's good because you know I don't, I don't know what it is it, it just happened you know what i mean like it's, it's
0: not it's also, not yeah. like there's it's not like it's you know sexual intercourse it's no. just there's certain characteristics in a sexual relationship that when applied yeah. to a relationship with god it can lead to spiritual growth
1: exactly right, you've just explained it better than i could <laughs> well yeah.
0: here's a secret here's a secret i didn't really explain it that was something that my other pastor was talking about we went over the Song of Song, uh, the Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, and you know, yeah. aren't there like what four or five books, like six books, or sorry, chapters? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we would cover like one or two books per sermon because we do series of yeah. like four weeks of sermons. Yeah. And so we went over it, and all the time, it would he would always repeat. You know, in no way am I saying that we should have sexual intercourse with God because that's how some people would take it. Mm. Some people will look at that and be like, oh, they're having sex with their God. And, you know, that's really bad.
1: Because people take it the wrong way because they're spiritually immature. Exactly. You know, God will only bring revival if you're spiritually mature. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you look at, well, carry on, don't let me interfere. Uh,
0: I mean, uh, that's pretty much all I was going to say, you know, that we, we just talked about it. And then he, he pretty much said what I told you basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Uh, uh, Yeah. No way are you having sexual intercourse with God. If you think of it in that way, then you are really spiritually mature and you need to have that time with God to make you spiritually mature (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you know, Revival will come when you're spiritually mature. You yeah, know, You will move in the presence of God like never before when you become spiritually mature. I, look, I move sometimes in the presence of God. I'm not there yet. You know I mean? No one's there yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, there is, you're never going to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, because it's just, it's too intimate. It's, it's, it's out of this world. It's supernatural. You know what I mean? But it's beautiful at the same time. It's perfection. Mm-hmm. No, we're never going to be perfect, yeah. but we can try and aspire and achieve knowing that we're going to get somewhere and knowing that we're going to get closer to God and knowing that we're going to understand God's love in a deeper level, in a deeper, new way. You know? mm-hmm. Spiritually mature, pray <laughs> that over your life, declare that over, the, over your life, today I'm going to be spiritually mature in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's what I do. Um, That's kind of what I do whenever I read the Bible at night and in the morning. I always, you know, I listen listen to worship music always. And then I pray, God, allow me to understand what the Word is saying. Allow me to understand it in my life and in the times that it was written, you know. And sure enough, it works. And God is able to speak to me through that. And it's crazy. And I think a lot of people today underestimate the power of prayer because if you think about it if you think about it you have at your fingertips the power of the God that created the universe that is currently expanding faster and faster but he still has time to talk to you and be involved in your life and you have that power in you but why don't we pray like it
1: yeah exactly and people need to realize God of the universe man who died on the cross for our, for our lives you know has mm-hmm. called you by name he has chosen you uh-huh. and that's just a powerful statement right there. and some people they look at it and they look at it they don't look at it in the right way you know and they don't declare it in their life but to understand that to a full perspective of what god wants you to understand that in, you will move in the presence you know you you will know you will know you will know God's love, you will know who Jesus is, you will know how God moves, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what it's all about is his love because what does it say in the Bible God is love mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, honestly mate ah oh, i yeah God, God is just amazing, God is amazing you know, I'm so in love with Jesus, I'm just so in love.
0: I know it's crazy to think about right Ah, yeah. oh, well yeah. Anyways, um, wow! It has been a really long time that we've been talking. So See, I told you. Man. Yeah, it, it's absolutely crazy how fast it all went by. But um, True. but yeah. Well,
1: talked for longer, but you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <on I> d- <laughs> that time.
1: <laughs> you know, they got their own lives. So.
0: Yeah, they do have their own. Uh, I don't know. I wish we could keep talking, but you know we got to keep this at like you know maybe less than an hour. <laughs>
1: Yeah, course. Cool, cool. Yeah,
0: but anyways, I want to thank you guys so much for sticking around. This has been my talk with my friend Caleb. Oh my gosh, this guy is so spiritually mature. It's it's empowering almost into my own life just for being able to talk to him this much about his relationship with God and knowing about how he thinks about God. And it's just crazy. He inspires me, <laughs> and that's just absolutely wild of course man i hope that fire never dies down i hope it never dies down and i hope that your fire allows my fire to grow even brighter
1: amen yeah -hmm. that's right you know can i just say something quickly of course (laughs) sorry sorry. (laughs) you know the way you say that that fire i pray that it will never die down you know paul paul talks about I can't remember, you know, I need to get my Bible a bit more out, you know, mm-hmm. start to read it a bit more, <laughs> but, um, you know, Paul talks about, you know, I would grieve to lose my Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, to grieve, you know, when someone dies, you're grieving, you're upset. And that's what it will feel like, you know, if you lose the Spirit of God, if you lose the Holy Spirit, if you lose that fire, you will grieve. And, you know, when you sin, you lose, well, you don't lose it, but like from that time you're sinning, after you sin, you feel guilt only because you you've lost the fire and you've lost the spirit of God but obviously God is always going to come back because he's never left you let's just say that but you know you would grieve to lose that Holy Spirit you would be able to live mate you know what I mean and so sort of sort of see that in a in a good way you know that you would grieve if you lost the spirit of Jesus because God doesn't want you to grieve you know, God wants you to be happy. And so God is never going to leave you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm.
0: You know?
1: It's a bit of a random, that one. But yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, it
0: needed yeah. to be said. I'm sure that impacted someone's life out there. Hopefully. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yeah. Do uh, want to pray? Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, for allowing me to spend this time talking here with Caleb God. It has been so inspiring, God, and it's allowed you to impact my life. Even just talking to him, God, I've been able to see how he is with you, how he talks to you daily, how he spends time in your presence daily, God, and it inspires me to do the exact same. Lord, I pray that anyone watching this is impacted by this podcast, God, and the conversation that we've had so far. I just ask that you move, God, you move in their lives. Anyone who... Listens to this, God, just work in their lives in an incredible way, in some way that they've never even felt it before. God, bring something new into their lives, God, bring a new peace, a new joy, a new love that they've never experienced before. God, just bring it upon them, God. And I just ask that you put your hand on them, watch over all of them, keep them safe, God, and stay over Caleb, God, allow him and his works to be blessed immensely, God. I thank you, Lord, for all the amazing things that you've done in Caleb's life. And I just ask that you never stay away from him, God. I ask that he never go away from you. And I just ask that you constantly remind him of how you're always there, God. Lord, I thank you for everything that you do. I say you go with us and keep us all safe, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen
1: amen that was a powerful prayer (laughs) thank you bro
0: thank you (laughs) Jesus oh yeah thank Jesus for that All right. so this has been Godology with my bud Caleb I thank you so much for staying in so far I thank you for sticking along if you've made it this far you guys are you guys are true ones you guys are awesome yeah I love you guys (laughs) God is going to move absolutely but I love you guys God bless.